The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are personal and do not necessarily reflect the policies of our employers, partners, or associated third-party entities. Today on the show, level access buys a user way. What does that mean for the accessibility industry in 2024 and beyond? Plus, we're looking at some of the coolest products from the Consumer Electronics Show. It's the first episode of the year of This Week in Accessibility. Welcome to the show. I'm Des Delgadillo. And Louis Doe isn't here this week, so let's just jump on into the news and try and soldier on without him. Tell me if you had this one on your 2023 accessibility bingo card. On December 31st, 2023, Level Access, a leader in today's accessibility industry, announced an agreement to buy UserWay for $98 million. UserWay is most prominently associated as a company that specializes in accessibility overlays. So this acquisition shows that Level Access really wants a piece of the pie that is automated remediation. So I'm not going to spend the whole segment reading LinkedIn to you, but the comments uh, in Timothy Springer's LinkedIn post, very interesting and I highly recommend. Springer writes, quote, If we're thoughtful and deliberate in their use, implementing overlays, in an ethical fashion, we will drastically accelerate the timeline for the creation of an accessible digital world. In that same post, Springer mentions Alchemy, a program that, quote, we developed to provide automated remediation in 2020 and 2021. We couldn't get it to work effectively in our stack and it had to narrow our focus during the pandemic. So not only does Level Access want a piece of the pie, they've wanted it since 2020. And with AI popularity skyrocketing over the last year, that pie is starting to look really tasty. Over on Mastodon, uh, accessibility expert Steve Faulkner called accessibility overlays the NFTs of the accessibility industry. That's because the way these overlays are marketed can often feel like a total grift. Many sell themselves as, quote, one-line code solutions that will eliminate accessibility errors automatically. In reality, they miss many errors and oftentimes create more usability issues than they solve. That's the type of reputation Level Access is bringing into its house. There was a lot of commentary about the acquisition over the last week or so, but the most measured response came from the great Sherry Byrne Haber. Over on LinkedIn, she wrote, quote, Rather than coming out negatively on this one, I'm taking a, quote, wait-and-see approach. This is an inflection point in Level Access 20-plus year history, Level access slash userway could make some very good decisions or they could make some very bad decisions in how userway's technology is integrated into the level access tooling and marketing strategies. These decisions will drive their reputation going forward. And I think I fall into Sherry's camp here. I've been a lot more hyperbolic about AI and its potential uh, benefits for accessibility in the next decade or so, but those same tools have been bundled into overlays in the past, and it's just hard to imagine that same thing not happening again, where level access tries to bring in more low-hanging fruit clientele with this uh, automated overlay solution, which is of course gonna be cheaper and is gonna be more enticing to people who have a small business. So we'll just have to wait and see on this one and see how gracefully level access is or is not able to build that new technology into their workflow. 
Speaking of overlay companies doing shady things, AudioEye's lawsuit against Adrian Rosselli has been dropped as of last week. The company sued the renowned accessibility consultant last year after Rosselli published a blog post titled Hashtag will get you sued. Rosselli has been really transparent with sharing a lot of the documentation that's been part of the lawsuit. You can find links to that information in the show notes. Terms of the settlement were not disclosed, but in the blog post announcing the settlement, Rosselli has a message that really resonates. He wrote, quote, Unfortunately, the lawsuit's objective was partially successful. People were afraid to talk about AudioEye for fear of getting sued by AudioEye. That disclaimer you hear at the end of the show? Yeah, that's why. Since 2021, people who live in the U.S. have qualified for a $30 discount on their broadband internet thanks to the Affordable Connectivity Program. Now that program is running out of money, and the FCC is calling on Congress to appropriate more funds for the program. The ACP allocated $14 billion toward providing broadband internet to qualifying low-income individuals and households in the form of a discount on their monthly internet bill. In theory, every ISP in the U.S. is required to tell customers about the ACP. In practice, not many do, or they do on their website without much fanfare. But now the program will be out of money by the end of April 2024. The Bipartisan Affordable Connectivity Program Extension Act of 2024 made its way into Congress this week and seeks to allocate another $7 billion to the ACP. According to the proposal, more than 22.5 million households have used ACP discounts monthly since its introduction in 2021. Last but certainly not least, Google released its quarterly accessibility newsletter, and I wanted to take a minute to share a few of those highlights with you. Google Pixel introduced Magnifier, an app-enhancing visual details like small text, and updated its guided frame feature to assist blind and low vision users in capturing diverse images like selfies. Google Maps now features screen reader capabilities with lens, offering auditory feedback about surroundings, and has introduced accessible walking routes and a new attribute for identifying disabled owned businesses. Android has enhanced personalization for assistant routines and introduced navigation options using facial gestures for users with speech and motor impairments. Finally, Chrome and Chrome OS have rolled out reading mode and PDF OCR capabilities. I didn't include this in the initial rundown, so I almost forgot, but Apple announced that the Vision Pro will start shipping on February 2nd, just a few more weeks until we can start enjoying some Vision Pro demo goodness. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, Hi, we're going to talk Carrie all about the fun Carrie stuff on accessibility. from this year's I Consumer deep dive on Electronics Show, tools, CES. Settings, apps, and review products to test how accessible they really are, from headphones and clocks to the explosion of AI tools like Be My AI to what's new with iOS or Android or the up-and-coming Vision Pro. Everything is open for discussion. Come and check it out on the Carry on Accessibility YouTube channel. Okay, so in terms of tech news, this has really been the first big week 
of the year. And that's because CES just finished up in Vegas. That's the Consumer Electronics Show. And that's when a whole bunch of tech companies, both old and new, get together and show off things like wearables, smart toilets, and TVs. So many TVs. This year was no exception. There were so many uh, amazing products that were announced, things that were demoed. And I thought I would bring on a good friend of mine to kind of highlight some of the cooler products from an accessibility perspective. So my friend Hershey, that's Harshed Trevetti uh, from the Office Hours podcast, is joining me on the show to talk about some of the cool things that we saw from CES. And if you want to learn more about what Hershey's up to, you can visit officehours.global to learn more. All right. So I feel quite honestly like we have become best friends this week. I agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like I dropped a link. I don't know where I dropped them. I was sprinkling them around. And uh... so, no. Okay. So I am just post uh, posting this year about CES and getting news about it. And no, this dude on the podcast with me right now, Hershey, does not show up with a link to to a Zoom call <laughs> where there is literally two cameras on a cart rolling around CES. It was like I was actually there, dude. Man, I, I, I didn't even realize that was going on the day I posted the link. And I'm like, yes, my my, my, my boots on the ground, my, my family, my friends, my, you know, counterparts and you know what's cool about it is I'm 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 vision impaired. I have low vision. Um, and so a while back I joined OfficeHours.Global. If anybody's interested to come by, um, if you go under your schedule, there's a link there called After Hours, and that's basically a Zoom room. And so what Des is speaking about is I was like, hey, if anybody's interested, please uh, drop on by and come into the Zoom room. And uh, he's right. So there were two cameras. It was a Sony 360, uh, uh, and um, not Sony, excuse me. Insta360 and a IVI uh, camera system with a microphone. We had a, a, a Shure X2U interface with a, um, a Sennheiser 46 microphone and uh, two people running the cart. So thank you, Guy Cochran, uh, for taking the time for walking all around Las Vegas, man. I, I'm sure he's, he's tired with all the walking, but uh, I, I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. Any, any experiences that you want to share with me that uh, or feedback that, you know, any other things you want to share with me? So unfortunately, the day that I actually saw the link, I had a lot of work to do. So I, I could only watch it for a little bit. And the time that I got to watch it, um, it was a uh, <laughs> the hallmark of the Consumer Electronics Show. The smart toilet, $10,000 toilet. Kohler, man, if you got that 10K, you got a very, very smart, expensive toilet. But before we take this down the toilet, this wasn't a toilet type experience. This is really a fun experience and a positive one. Um, you know, the first link that I really threw out there uh, as a catch-all was uh, eSight. They surprised the heck out of me. Locally here, I live out in Florida, right? So there's a Blind and Beyond radio show, and they usually have the folks from eSight come on there. So they said, hey, look out for us at CES. So I was definitely stoked to know the pricing. Um, they have a new product called the eSight Go, uh, and it's, it's more streamlined, smaller form factor and what have you. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have the cart go over there to go look, or if it did, I missed it. Um, but aside from that, uh, not completely sure on the pricing. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's out there in online world. 
there was another company called like Visionary or VisionX or something like that, which you could control how far or near the distances uh, through like autofocus kind of product or, or process rather. So as, as far as low vision folks, uh, you know, those are two products that definitely stood out. There was also text. There was a lot of tech that I heard about, like a, a robot uh, at CES that you could record your voice and you could let the little robot be a company to your puppy, right? Or maybe a big puppy, if that's the case. And uh, what was so cool about it is there were a few robots, not as many this year, right? Uh, there were a couple here and there that I saw when we were leaving with the cart, uh, one of the 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 reps there made the robot say thank you to us. So I don't know if they just pushed a button to make it talk or what the case was, but, um, you know, it was just some fun stuff. So as you mentioned, you weren't able to stick around for the longest. And, you know, we all come from different sight perspectives, right? We all have, uh, people that are, you have born without sight or we have people with low vision. And then we have some people that are really high partial functioning, uh, folks out there. And for those people, uh, there was one really, 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 really cool TV. Uh, it was all wireless, and the, the website would be displace.tv, D-I-S, place, P-L-A-C-E.tv. And what was cool about that product was it just hung on the wall. Guess what? No wires. No wires. So is, is this, I was like, huh, okay, is, is it worth it? Is it something I would buy? And so the versionings were two, I think they had a flex version, which is a 55 inch. They had another version that was a 55 inch and a 27 inch. Okay. Dumb question. Yeah. How do you plug it in? Literally no wires? Literally no wires. You could plug it in, but the only plugging in that you're going to do is to charge it. So you have, I think it was four batteries, uh, two externals and two internals. And uh, I, I'm trying to recall the exact hours, but... You could have it on the wall for like a whole month and nothing happens. It just sticks on the wall. Uh, flat surface. It, it could almost even go on a brick wall if you needed to. And what was incredible to think about it is imagine you're at a pool party or you're in your, you know, you have a family get, uh, barbecue. Well, for, forget about the wires, you know, just bring that out, bring a couple of nice speakers and you got a set. And what was cool is it had legs so it wouldn't fall over. It had like the, they, the engineers were so incredible to to think about these processes like, hey, uh, the battery died. Boom. It falls over. Oh, my God. My OLED TV is broken. And what was cool is that they had a a function where it had legs that would just kind of prevent it from falling and not get damaged. So definitely a cool product. I mean, of course, you know, it was kind of price. I mean, let's call it around two grand to five grand for now. For I mean, for the technology, it's not bad. Sure. But these things go down very quickly. Absolutely. And, um, you know, another one that really, really stuck out for me, uh, speaking of just creators as we are creating this uh, podcast, and thank you so much for inviting me, uh, is Hohem. Uh, they're a Latvian company. And what was cool about them is you could pretty much put in your phone if anybody's, if anyone understands the, word, uh, the term named uh, gimbal. Gimbal is basically like a holder for your phone. And uh, what was cool about it is you could have your phone put in like our S20, I have S22 Ultra, and you could pretty much put your phone in there, make it okay sign. So an okay sign is your uh, uh, thumb and your middle finger, and, and you make a ring, and then your three fingers stay up, right? So that starts recording, and then if you want to stop it, just put the five fingers up, you know? And wow, that's cool. uh, it was just a, it was just a cool little device, and 
talking about accessibility, I was really trying to get in, you know, get a hang of what are these companies offering and how is it going to help me? Because I'm, I'm a, I'm a sight loss person, right? I have sight loss. So how is it going to help me? And I asked them if it had audible tones, if I was to make the okay sign or the stop sign and all that, or, you know, to make it stop. And it actually made beeps. So there was audible functionality. So even if you're low vision or no vision, you at least have an amazing little um, gimbal, aka phone holder uh, for fancier terms. And uh, what was fun about that is price point, 119 for Lightning, 109 for USB-C. You go get a gimbal these days from, I don't know, DGI or whomever, $400, $300, Oh, wow. I don't got that money, man. No. But 120 is doable. Right. Absolutely. Especially if you like uh, after pay it or whatever you call that. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you split it apart with payments or however, you know, Amazon does incredible things. I'm sure you could find it on Amazon. And what's cool about it is, you know, we as blind folks can be just as professional as any of our sighted counterparts. You know, that's one thing I like to bring to equality is we always want to ensure these companies are aware of how they treat us and what accessibility features they give us. Um, one company, a big company, I'm actually wearing their headphones, is the Sony headphones. But uh, not really talking about headphones here, is Sony's incredible um, process of bringing in accessibility to the forefront. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Be My Eyes as an app, you could actually have specialized help from the Sony section um, under the Be My Eyes app now. And what's great about it is the Sony cameras, uh, as I heard ages ago, maybe at CSUN or something, I I'd try to find out if any of their vendors or people were there at CES, but I, I couldn't see anybody. No, I no, I can't see. I couldn't find anybody. And, um, and the thing was is they actually have a screen reader in their cameras nowadays. So... Someone like you or me that, you know, are, we don't have sight, we could at least still function and make professional content. So those are just a couple of different things um, that I remember from the Sony booth. They had a couple of vehicles there and uh, Torchlight is another product of theirs or another section of theirs. And what was cool about the Torchlight thing is, yes, it's some of it is like for the sighted people, but you could have yourself in any place by the fact of Unreal Engine and virtualization. You could have like you and a cane in, I don't know, Africa or Canada or wherever across the world. And, you know, for filmmakers, I mean, I know that there's some blind filmmakers out there, uh, definitely something to, to look forward to. And of course, there's other companies that were out there like Luxottica, which they own pretty much every glasses company out there, it feels like. They, I think they own like Oakley. They own, uh, I can't remember the rest of them. They're all the sunglasses you could think of. Uh, if you're low vision or if you do wear glasses, uh, Crizal lenses, that's actually their product. That's their company. And guess what? They own Humanware. You didn't know that, did you? Humanware, the company that makes the Braille Note. Yeah. Do they make the Braille Note? I think they do. I think they did. I haven't learned Braille. In the, and you know what? Uh, th this is incredible because this is the Braille Literacy Month. So, you know, yes, uh, they do own it. So think about it as Google, right? Google is owned by the parent company's Alphabet. And uh, they had this interesting thing. So for my deafblind friends, uh, you could wear these glasses and uh, you could kind of, uh, I guess it's like pointing at, you know, if you're sitting across the table with your significant other, 
you could hear what they're saying through the bone conduction or however they the the tech was again i didn't get to see it in full full fledged because me and des we were just sitting on our couches man we were we we're sitting back and listening we're to this. chilling yes sir so what's cool about it is you could at least hear uh a conversation better so it's basically like you point your head to what you're trying to listen to and you could hear it so that's what luxotica i heard uh showed off any that's other amazing. things that you uh, you know any other ones oh dude okay so i got a list of some cool things that i wanted to talk to you about okay so um this one is the whim um and i didn't see this with you but i uh, did a lot of uh, whim. oh sorry my bad my bad bro i interrupted <laughs> you what is this whim um, this is uh, from Sean Hollister of The Verge. This is what he wrote about it. He says, quote, not even a little embarrassed. A robot helped me walk around CES 2024. I kind of want to do it more. The Y Robotics Whim is a $2,500-ish belt pack with fold-out robo arms that gently lift your legs up and down as you walk. It made me feel lighter and only weighs a few pounds itself. Hey, Des, do you know who Christina Applegate is? I do. I do, that, actually. That She's Chris... from that show, Dead to Me. And uh, Married with Children and stuff, That's right? right. So what's interesting, I mean, I I'm also, I suffer from MS as well. Or, uh, you know, blindness, MS, they're all fun stuff. Yeah, why not? Um, but, you know, I, as you mentioned that, I'm thinking about her because she has MS as well. And if it's lightly, gently lifting people's legs, I mean, again, we have all kinds of disabilities that we always, you know, we blindness is not the only thing we all suffer from. Sometimes it could be anxiety. Um, as we mentioned with the, the pup, you know, you might have a robot for your puppy uh, mm -hmm. to just take care of your puppy or to give it company. So, yeah, I mean, do you think robotics is the way to go or do you think it's faded out by now? I mean, I think the future is still very, very wide open for robotics. I think they're only going to get stronger and smarter um, so, I, I mean, I, I really want to know what you think of somebody who suffers from MS. I mean, th that whole fact of lifting my legs gently. I mean, I, I'm just thinking of, of the, the nuances. I mean, I, I'm my body, touch wood. Uh, sorry about that. But uh, I'm, I'm fine for right now, you know. But who knows what life has to give you, you know. It's, it's, it's just, to me, it's like I'm just blessed by, by God's graces that uh, I get to do a podcast or you know, I get to learn from from every other, you know, all these people that are around us, especially folks from like the CES that we had so many companies out there. And just that learning aspect, you know, just the ability to learn, I think is the most important. Yeah, I really do appreciate you sharing your perspective on that because, yeah, it's you, you don't always think about it in, in different terms. You know, you only think about it in certain one certain worldview. Another cool product I wanted to talk to you about was the uh, Rabbit R1. Uh, so this this one is so think of it like a smartphone, but it's not actually a smartphone. Um, it, it uses AI, and it performs actions for you without you having to do much intervention whatsoever. So it does have a screen, so it's not like the humane pin where it's completely audio. Um, so it has a small screen on it, um, and but you're mainly supposed to use it with your voice. My thing is. Uh, and, and this is really interesting to me and a little frustrating as well. There's like no information available about it uh, with respect to accessibility. And I know the product is new, but you're presenting this product at CES where another big highlight of CES is, is an accessibility and innovation award. 
So, you know, I'm just, I, I feel like it's fair to expect there to be some accessibility information available at, at this point. If you're going to CES, that's no, you can't have it both ways if you're CES. You know what I mean? Definitely. What do you think about the, the R1 though? Would you try and, and use it? No, thank you. Sorry. Really? I, I, I'm trying to be blunt about it. Um, we're trying some interesting things, right? I mean, our, as you mentioned about the pin, that's another product that's out there in the wild, um, being that it's audio only. The The fact is, is also for me, to be honest, as privacy. I mean, I know that yeah. everybody's subconscious about that lately, but I've studied IT in my past life, I guess, and cybersecurity stuff. And, you know, so you are a product at the end of the day as human beings, right? Because nothing is free in this world. We know that. And, um, yeah, I mean, AI is definitely cool. Uh, there are a lot of companies out there uh, implementing AI within their products themselves. Uh, I think there's a company called LiveTap. I'm trying to remember some of these things. There's so many vendors we, we drove by in the two, three days over really? at After Hours. So, um, yeah, AI is cool. Um, it sounds interesting. But, you know, we also need to still remember to be humans and think and critically think rather than relying on AI and figuring that AI is going to do everything properly for us. Um, it's not to say that it's not helpful, right? I mean, Be My Eyes and other applications are, you know, implementing some cool things barred from Google with the Google Lookout images and things. So like, you know, these are the things we use every single day. So to have like 15 devices in my pocket and a charger and all this, eh, no thanks, man. Another uh, really cool product that came from Samsung was uh, Bali. I don't know if you got to see this during your your driving around the uh, exhibit is basketball? hall. Is this basketball? Like, what, are you balling? No, what? no, this is a robot assistant from Samsung. Uh, it can operate appliances, it can start video calls, and it can even project onto screens. Yeah, the Jetsons, you know, it's 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 kind of coming along, right? Is this Rosie the robot that's going to project stuff for us? Uh it almost feels like that, right? And I think that's that's not a bad idea with what Samsung is trying to get accomplished. We do have to move forward with, with you know, everyday life tasks. So for the fact that you could have that in your kitchen projecting, you know, something while you're cooking or a recipe or maybe you're watching a YouTube channel or maybe you're listening to this podcast. So I think that's a great idea to be to be frank. All right, let's rapid fire a few more here before we run out of time. You've got Nimble. It's a robot as well. Lots of robots this year that can perform manicures at home. So you just put your hand inside of this machine. <laughs> this sounds not Des, terrifying Des, at all. I think, I think, you know, for the significant other, man, I think, <laughs> yeah, you're going in the right direction, brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. What if it eats my hand? It's, that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> huh. I'm sure there's safety mechanisms. I'm sure. Maybe there's AI. <laughs> Last one here is Clicks. I don't know if you heard about this one. It's an attachment that you can put on your phone case, and it brings back the BlackBerry-style keyboard. I heard about this. I, I'm trying to remember where I heard about it, but yes, yes, please. I I, I had my first couple phones. It was a BlackBerry Tour and the BlackBerry something or other, the Bold. And man, I miss my BlackBerry. <laughs> Touchscreens are cool, but yeah, man. Click, click, click. You know, you're in class, you're listening to your professor, you're typing a note, boom, 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 you're done. So yeah, man, definitely a great, uh, great retro. 
I would love to try it out. I'd love to try it out. Lots more from CES that you can check out over on the website, delgadioaccess.com. Hershey, thanks so much for coming on, man. Absolutely, brother. We'll hope to do this another time. Let me know if you need anything. And thank you guys so much for listening to me. That's the show for this week. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, you can go to delgadioaccess.com for show notes, links of everything we talked about on the podcast, and other blogs that you might find interesting with an accessibility perspective. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.